Shout out to our newest patron, Larry Thronson. Thank you so much for joining our Patreon community. We love and appreciate you. Welcome to another episode of Invisible Disco Productions podcast, Writer's Block Party. We are hoping to share the work of emerging artists and break down the all-too-often mysticized process of creating and developing art. I'm Lauren Montes. And I'm Amelia Annan. Today we have a wonderful guest, Emma Quinlan Baxter. She is a senior at NYU studying dramatic writing with minors in comedy, haha, and <laughs> Irish studies. She writes scripts for the stage and screen, ooh, as well as sketch and stand-up comedy. She is co-president slash artistic director of Broke People Play Festival at NYU and has also written and directed short and full-length plays for the festival throughout her student career. In addition, she was part of the Polyvocal Mentors Project, through which her work was produced by Found Theatre Co. in Philadelphia. She is also interned for Saturday Night Live, you might have heard of them, Big Beach producer Jenna Siegel, documentary researcher Sheila Maniar, and Writers Theatre of New Jersey. Hi, Emma. Hey, Emma. Hello. Thank you guys so much for having me. Gosh. What's up? It's our. It's on? our. Thank you. <laughs> it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. Um, Emma, are you nervous? Um, a little bit. I'm Everyone, really... all our five viewers, you should know, listeners. <laughs> Emma is literally curled up on a ball. Yeah. Right. On a ball. <laughs> she's just curled up on a ball in a ball. <laughs> she's like a circus a act. She's rolling yeah. back and forth. I've never been a podcast guest before, so I'm a little. Okay, well, oh my but... God, we've never been podcast. You're a podcast virgin. Ha ha ha! Um. Okay, enough chitter-chatter. Chatter-chitter. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. Emma, you brought us, you brought some lovely art that we, You um, brought some, a little scripty script. Um, you brought, you brought a dang, dang script. What is it? What's, what's it what's called? The title? the title is The Alto Part. Love that. Love it as a proud alto. Is that, yeah. I I'm like. a soprano, but <laughs> Yeah, that just means you couldn't hit all the notes. All the altos Actually, no, it means I can't harmonize with anyone. Oh, um, even better. <laughs> well, I couldn't either, and yet... They Here didn't. we are. Uh, <laughs> um, so, do you want to give it a little read for yeah, our you want to read us the sure. chunk that you have chosen? Of course. For us? Don't say anything when she does this this part so that Noah can edit out if there's any loud... Um... Okay. Got it. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I'm now just opening it up. Um, yeah, this is just a little fun... Um, very first draft, like, opening sequence. Um, yeah, it's called the alto part. Here we go. Um, so I will play all the parts. Um, <laughs> opening... Can... Time out. Um, no, actually, I don't want to ask any questions. I just want you to do it. Okay. And right. then I'll, I want have, I'll have questions after. Yeah, have, yeah. I, that's, I hope you do. That's, that's, that's the, the point. Yeah, of course. Go for it. Yes, sure hope so. Okay. Um, opening montage over black. Uh, Georgie voiceover. I am not a singer. No way. Don't worry, this isn't one of those movies. Interior, high school choir room day. Georgina, Georgie, 17, put together, we'll see, stands between her two friends, each holding a black binder amidst a crowd of students holding black binders, doing silly vocal warm-ups. Georgie, do I love singing in choir? Hell yeah. I don't want to be a singer, but I sing in 20 concerts a year. Interior car day. Georgie's mom drives along a highway at sunrise while Georgie sleeps, choir hoodie pulled tight, mouth open, black binder on her lap. Georgie. I wake up at six on Saturdays and drive all over the country to sing. 
Exterior Today Show Day. Georgie sings Christmas carols with a small choir in Santa Hats. A camel from a nativity scene of some kind, question mark, is randomly there. Georgie, I sang on national TV beside a camel. Interior, Bubba Gump in a random city day. Georgie, with a different choir and matching polos and khakis, sings There's No Business Like Show Business to the ruthless audience that is lunchtime at Bubba Gump. Georgie, and at a Bubba Gump in khakis. Interior, high school classroom day. Georgie, disheveled and sickly in pajamas, sings a series of scales for a panel of judges who don't face her per niche high school choir audition protocol. Georgie, I made state choir in my pajamas with, stre with strep throat. Submontage. Georgie, being annoying, harmonizing to various songs, while her friends play the piano in a practice room, to the radio while her mom drives again, in church at junior prom, and finally we land on her in school choir practice, singing the alto part to the hallelujah chorus, which is mostly hallelujah on one note. In fact, most of Georgie's alto parts are true alto parts, staying on one note for way too long before jumping into a series of weird accidentals that are impossible to recall in order, but which, once you memorize them, somehow stick to your brain forever. Georgie, I know the alto part to every song, like actually every song, especially the alto part to the Hallelujah Chorus. Interior High School Auditorium, night. Georgie steps onto risers for a concert. She has to lift the bottom of her ridiculous black concert dress. She knows she'll trip otherwise. She's sweating her makeup off under the lights. Georgie, I eat, sleep, and breathe choir. I dream in solfege, but I don't want to be a singer. <laughs> in the audience, Georgie spots a gaggle of theater kids, the nemeses of choir kids, loud before they even speak in their baggy show shirts and questionable haircuts, thinking they're the shit. Georgie, theater kids want BFAs and attention. Choir kids are down-to-earth nerds who want to change the world, but this isn't a high school movie either, so fuck off. Georgie lifts her binder with grace and stares lasers at the conductor, waiting for her cue. Title, the alto part. That was, I mean, I like I'm that a in, lot. You know what I mean? Um, so Emma, I mean, I think, I think the first question I have to ask is, were you a choir kid? Yes. <laughs> how much of that was by? How much of that <laughs> was just you writing down things about yourself? Um, quite a lot of it. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly not so confident as Georgie, and I don't hate theater kids. But um, Thank all, God. all those things happened to me, so. That's very cool. You sang with a camel? We, I sang after a camel. <laughs> it was, I'm not sure. I think it was from a nativity scene. Sure. That makes sense. Um, why did you choose the name Georgie to be you? Um, I don't know. I was originally going to go with Martha, who was my old dog's name. Um, but then I was like, George, my other dog, is also a great name. So Georgie. There you go. <laughs> That makes sense. And obviously named after your dad. Yeah, the only names that matter. You know. Um, um, can you sing the also part of Hallelujah for us? Oh, wow. I'll really? jump in on the soprano. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Do it. Do it. Oh, five, wow. six. I'm doing like a dance call. I'm like, five, six, seven, eight. Um, Do you know it? I do, yeah. It was truly so hard to learn because it, it mostly is on one note um, yeah. and then there's okay. a real there's a real jumpy part which I think I still have memorized it goes <clears throat> hallelujah 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 for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth hallelujah Hallelujah! And it's like dun 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 dun. I thought you meant hallelujah. That's our and that's our podcast. I can't stop it. I thought you meant hallelujah. 
I thought you meant like an actual song, not the church. <laughs> no, the, it's the song that's like, you know the song that's like, Oh, oh we just heard it. Up. We know the one. Oh, no, 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 I know the one. I've been to church before. <laughs> but I just assumed you meant the one that was like, uh, had The alto part <laughs> always is, though, just one note. And you can never, like, every time I sing What I Did for Love from a chorus line, it's always like, what I did for love. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I can't I know sing that one normal too. one. You knew. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, but my choir teacher was like, you must graduate having learned the alto part to the hallelujah chorus. And I was like, got it. Um, that's on fine. it right now, dude. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, what do you, so that was like, obviously the beginning of this piece. Yes. What, what, what do you think it'll be like in its full form? Um, good question. Um, I, so sort of like the rest of it that I've wrote is just like more weird things that happened to me in high school, mostly as a result of choir. Sure. Um, like Glee. <laughs> like it all Glee, comes back to will. Glee. <laughs> it always comes so back to Glee. Um, but yeah, I was hoping for some sort of fun, like, we used to go on a lot of choir trips, so maybe some kind of road trip e thing, coming of age, um. I was the kind of the main inspiration for it was they used to like when we would stay in hotels with choirs they would like put masking tape on our doors so they would be like oh if you broke the tape that means you like broke curfew um, oh. so I was like my inspiration was like choir kid breaks the tape um, yeah so what does this look like in it's like full form I guess um I'm I'm hoping it would be just like a feature length film kind of a high school you like academy award winning you know <laughs> spirit award of course Feature um, who would you cast a 24 film who is georgie oh gosh you know um in my head as i was writing it which might just be because it's way too similar to Booksmart, was beanie feldstein mm. no i love that i also feel like beanie i was feldstein thinking of the other totally girl from Booksmart, caitlin Deaver? Dever? Sure. But, but. Who's gonna be in Dear Evan Hansen, the movie? But Beanie Feldstein sort of has that intensity. Mm. Mm. For you sure. know, like, I mean, that is sort of the character in Book Smart where she's yeah. like, I am the best. I will succeed. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> um. What was your process in, like, making it? Did you just sit down one day, write it all down? Was it for an assignment? Did you just, like, you know what? was weird like how did or how was did it this, more therapeutic how did this and happen like how do i really how do we get it? here um so i kind of had a bunch of scenes over the years that i was like let me just transcribe weird high school memories and then mm. in quarantine i was like i should write a movie which um i didn't finish but i did start as we saw um, you know what that's that's <laughs> a lot of it um starting hardest part exactly um and i kind of like played with like different like montages i was like do i just start with like her waking up classic um but then this camera sort of, off Yes, a la Camp Rock, if you will. Oh, Camp Rock. Um, Camp Rock, the movie that invented the tool of waking up as the beginning of a movie. Of course. Um, so, I yeah, I had tried that, and then I was like, you know what, what if I stuck before that just a little list of what it's like to be in high school choir? Because it's a very, like, it's not show choir, it's not theater, it's a very niche thing. So I was like, let me throw sure. that in. I like how you just named two equally niche things. <laughs> to be like, it's not it's, like other girls. It's not like other girls. We wear long dresses and sing in Latin, you know? It's um, really cool. <laughs> like you said Latin. Um, <laughs> Latin. Um, what, is that like normally how you write things or go about creating things? Of just like, you know what, I should write this and then start it and then come back to it months later? Kind of, yeah. Um... Yeah, a lot of the time I'll just have kind of a list of ideas, like, in my phone notes, or I'll be like, oh, I wrote this, like, weird, like, ten-minute thing that I didn't really like, but what if I changed it completely? <laughs> so that I liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a lot of 
uh, revamping ideas, taking like little things I wrote down that don't really make sense and kind of turning them into something. That's interesting because like I was watching, I think it's in his TED talk, Taika Waititi sort of talks about that where he'll write uh, a screenplay and then put it away for like a year and then you, he has this process of reading it again like a year later closing the tab and then writing it again from memory which I'm like that's so fascinating would not at all work for me personally because I have a horrible memory but I think that's like an interesting concept of sort of like letting it like almost like age like a wine like away sure. um to sort yes. of just let it sit there let it sit in your brain let it sit in your brain for come a little back, while come on. back to it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like that is like a fine wine is what yes. I'm saying. Um, yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. I feel like I've had a lot of things that I'm like, two years later, let me rewrite it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you actually you did that with your other play. Yeah, with uh, the perks of a doorman building. Is that the title? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I feel like we used to always call it the, the perks, perks of being a doorman. The perks of being yeah. a doorman. And when I just said it now, I was like, did I finally say the correct title? You you did. Yeah. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's really funny. Everyone thinks it's the perks of being a doorman, which I'm like, that makes sense. Also um, because, like, perks of being a wallflower. Yes, Only if Logan Lerman would be in it. Only. My dream. So when you, Emma, like, we, I mean, on this podcast, and also just knowing you, um, I know that you write a lot of different types of things and we've read a lot of different style of things so like why did you decide to make this a movie and not like a play a short story I don't know like why a movie yeah um it was mostly just because I like haven't written a feature-length film and I was like I should try it um and I was also like this could like serve it well that it's like I felt like I I don't know I felt like I wasn't quite ready to have like enough ideas to make it a tv show but then i was also like the whole like road trip high school thing lends itself to a film so yeah i think that high school movie will never die i mean i hope it truly Um, i mean there's just i mean i don't think i i think i could probably think of a high school movie for like every decade sure exactly and i'm gonna do it right now i'm just kidding um every decade forever but, like, I just, the high school movie will never die, so I think you totally have, like, a, a space there to do that. I think it's a really fun way to, like, also, I love that, it like, the main drama won't come from, like, a romance or something. Like, the main drama can come. Yeah, Unless, so, like, Pitch Perfect in a Yeah, which is an incredible movie if you rewatch it. Pitch Perfect, the first one, fire. Yes, honestly, great um, movie. Ben Platt, and that is hilarious. I love him. Um, I listened to the Cup song today. <laughs> there you go. Why? <laughs> it, for um, some reason, was, like, recommended, and I was like, you know what? Yeah. He said, all right. Um, Emma, I also know, like, this just is so... For those of you that aren't familiar with Emma's um, oeuvre, um, <laughs> this is pretty reminiscent of a lot of um, the stuff you write just in tone. Yes. And in a little bit in content. And, like, I think... My, this is a long-winded way of asking this question, so I apologize. But right now, I feel like there's a tendency to go to sort of, like, sad and, like, powerful and important issues. Not that this isn't 
sad at heart. Not that the question like, of altos <laughs> isn't very, very, very important. And racially charged um, and politically charged. <laughs> just kidding. It's not. Oh my god. Um, but I just mean like. How okay, we're gonna. <laughs> but like, like when, like for you writing it, how do you, how do you sort of stick to your guns with like comedy and this lighter tone and this sort of like dry, irreverent but very wholesome comedy. I would say it's almost not a reverent. It's very, very reverent. <laughs> it's, I would say Emma's writing is very reverent of almost everyone. <laughs> to the extent of I sang a church song. <laughs> well, yeah. well. But I mean, like, how do you, like... You've developed such a strong voice and, and tone and content. Like, how do you really, like, stick to that? And, like... Like... Why... <laughs> not why not in, a, not in a rude way just why like, do you do it because I hate you've that. been writing for a while so just like um, and you really like you have this very specific through line of your writing and I was just curious yeah thank you mm-hmm. um, yeah um, yeah I that's like a very interesting question I kind of think about that a lot because I feel like a lot of my writing just tends to be kind of it skews like extremely light um, which is something I like. Like, I love comedy and I love kind of things that have, like, levity as well as, like, heart and kind of are uplifting or empowering for someone. Um, but I also do kind of recognize that it's, like, important to tell stories that are more, like, important to tell. Um, so it's kind of, I guess, like, striking a balance. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's, I sort of, um naturally do take on the same tone in a lot of the things I write. Um, so. That's very interesting. We were talking about this, the three of us, actually. Surprise. We have other conversations besides this podcast. Um, we're talking about how, like, for example, Fleabag is a drama disguised as a comedy. Yeah. And, like, certain shows sort of, like, play with genre in that way. And I feel like you do this and I feel like you'll probably grow to do it more, because honestly, when you're 20, things are looking up. When you're 30, I think you become more cynical. Um, uh, from what I can tell. Amelia, as a 31-year-old. Uh, as a 21-year-old lady, <laughs> um, my guess is, um, and I feel like you definitely have comedy down, but I think Thank it totally you. does have heart. And I think as you grow as a human and also a writer, I see you being able to explore issues that perhaps are on the heavier side, um, with some levity. Um, no. Do you think you always write in your, in your writings? Jesus. Do you always write, um, a character that's sort of you? Or do you think you more sort of divide up all your... All the all the All the yous amongst all the characters, if that makes sense. Um... A little bit, I feel like the protagonist is usually me, um, which kind of scares me sometimes. Like, even when I don't, like, intend to, like, I'll be like, mm. oh, this, like, 40-year-old man is somehow me. Um, <laughs> You're like, me um, and this 40-year-old guy, we just vibe. <laughs> like, halfway through, be like, damn it, like, I would say that. Mm. Um, but um, I kind of made a, a conscious effort to, like, make the Georgie at least in this little monologue like a little different than me like I was like oh she's me, like she has a more like uh she's a little she's spunky she's spunky <laughs> she's like a little more like this so fuck you like is it great like I could never really imagine you saying that not as a joke um so I like that I think like playing with that voice she has a very clear voice like as a character and I feel like I just like I feel like a lot of 
girls in high school. I feel like more than when we were in high school <laughs> um, are, like, kind of have that voice. Like, yeah, fuck you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, are sort of more, like, uh, ass- I don't even know the word. Like, assertive or just, like, know who they are more than I felt like I knew who I was. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like if you have a group in high school, you, like, cling to that very fiercely. Like, yes. I thought it would be funny if she was, like, fuck theater kids because like choir yeah, kids and theater kids are the same yeah literally like, like if you told someone you did you told someone in sports you did choir or theater they would assume you were the same it was the same yeah. club yes um, <laughs> um yeah yeah um do you think you try and emulate any specific writers or um creators i guess in your writing yeah. like who do you and like, even who do you who do you aspire to be, but then also who do you admire outside of that? Hmm. Um, wow. The age old question. Um I hmm. It's almost like hard because I feel like I've such like compartmentalized in my mind like playwrights, comedy writers, like um, Oh, what do you mean? Um I don't know, I guess I almost like am like, well I would write this play, but this sketch, um, kind of thing but then as we've said they kind of all have the same through line of like that same tone so mm. I feel like the people I like must be similar but and um, who are they <laughs> yes um, <laughs> you're like ah oh, yes I'm stalling um, yeah. um I yeah I mean um I love you know Phoebe Waller-Bridge you mentioned Fleabag um and like Lisa, Phoebe Waller-Bridge if you're out there if you're, if you're I'm listening free. yeah I'm <laughs> um like uh like Lisa McGee, Dairy Girls creator. Um, oh yes. And like Annie Baker, I love her plays. Classic. Um, yeah, of course. Um, like uh, like Sarah Delap, I love the Wolves. I feel like this, if I took this in a certain direction, it could be close to the Wolves. So I would. I <laughs> but would, like the I, choir version of the Wolves. That's yes. actually so funny. That's, I do love that. That's I aspire to that. Um, I think that's so fun. Are you so? Here's a question. Going off of that, so the Wolves is for anyone who's never read it, is like a soccer team, um, and a lot of overlapping dialogue, and the characters don't have names; they just have numbers, and it's like three conversations going on at once. It's very fun. Um, would you ever, do you, are there other characters who we haven't met yet in your script that become important? Good question. Oh, um. Or is it really like a Georgie machine? So it's, as I'd envisioned it so far, it is a bit of a Georgie machine, but I had some more characters in mind. I think she might, my plan was for her to have two friends, classic high school movie. Classic. Um, like one would be a choir kid and then one would be like a half-blood choir kid theater kid oh my god um, spicy um and then i had um her little brother who was kind of comic relief kind of a little but you have a little brother but i have a little oh brother. my god <laughs> um and then i was like there could be some fun extra character who i know very little about except for the fact that i want to name him rufus just because that would be fun that's hilarious um, <laughs> can he be you. a naked mole rat Sure. Um, Isn't that what he's called in Compossible? You're correct. Rufus? His name is Rufus? Oh my Steel gosh. Steel Trap. I did not even know. Up here Steel in my brain. Trap. Remember how I said I didn't have a good memory before? I was lying. She was absolutely... <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> you've been punked. <laughs> you, you've been pranked. Um, but yeah, Rufus, the naked mole rat, was, was going to be like a theater kid who one of her friends then either befriended or possibly was like romantically interested Ugh. in, and she's like, traitor. Um, <laughs> like, don't... 
choose the theater game. What's the spring musical they're doing in this movie? Uh, Pirates of Penzance. <laughs> I didn't even know that that was a plot line that I knew. And I'm so glad that you were able to answer that. Yeah. Pirates of Penzance. Wow. Yeah, I thought it would be really fun if they were like oh, like, we have to go, like, support our friend who's, like, half-theater kid, but, like, yeah. oh, we don't want to watch Pirates of Penzance, even though Pirates of Penzance is kind of great. Um, yeah, I, I've never seen it, but yeah. sure. <laughs> Lauren has other feelings. I don't know, it's, it's very um, good. I'm a liar, it's very good. So you, you were a theater kid, though? Yes. Okay. Um, and a choir kid? I was, yeah. Um, was that, like, odd for your high school? Uh, not really, actually. I kind of just invented that little rivalry. Sure. Um, sure. You, like, I dramatized it. I actually, yeah. when I write things, sometimes make things up, too. So. <laughs> Believe it or not, I think I'm the only one to ever do that, so. <laughs> Ever see The Invention of Lying? That's a good movie. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's it's literally the person in a world where everyone always tells the truth. It's mm. the first guy to lie. And, of oh. course, everyone believes him because... You can't be not tell the truth. Yet. So they're like, yeah. So I said something that wasn't, and they're like, that doesn't. How? What? And then he like ends up in bay. It's crazy. Everyone should watch it. It's real good. Okay, and that relates to Emma's film. In what way? Because <laughs> she sometimes makes things up. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. The first person to ever do so. Yes, I invented imagination. Forgot to put that in my bio. <laughs> <laughs> so you imagined the rivalry between the groups. Um, yes. Are we gonna involve? Are we gonna think that sports is an activity you can do at high school, or does that not exist in this? Good question. Realm. Um, it could be a, um, a kind of fun anti high school musical move to not have sports in it, but also I would kind of love if they were just like, oh, we had to like defund the sports yeah. program. Because <laughs> <laughs> um. they always defund the music program, and they're like, oh no, wait, we. My high school literally. My high school literally did defund like our sports because they were just oh. like not that good no my high school defunded our arts program way before i even got there <laughs> Mismo. Uh, nice nice it was also a private school so i don't know what happened there i think they just liked the people who did they're just like more. nah we hate yeah. these kids <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah my my it was i went to a public high school but actually had a great arts program but i still think there were like football rules <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think that's just, like, America. Um, <laughs> America, if you're listening, <laughs> I hate you. Um, Whoa. So did you ever say the people who inspired you, actually? She just oh, said yes, I, I said a few. Annie Baker. Oh, Annie Baker. The writer of Sarah Dairy Girls. Oh, so Sarah here's a question. As, as a lover of Dairy Girls. Um, Are you a Dairy Girl? <laughs> I am a jerk. <laughs> you are James, though. I, um, I really am James. You are James in a lot of ways. But I, I am wondering because that that sort of humor that she, that that there is in that show is I feel like such a specific um, rhythm and like uh, sense of humor. That do you ever feel like? Did you when you watched the show? Did you feel like oh I write like that or is that just show you like enjoy? Um, I think I, like, aspire to write like that. Oh, sure, sure, um, Yeah, I feel like, yeah, Dairy Girls is, like, it's, it's so funny, like, I just, like, I think about, like, James peeing in the plant all the time, but it also, like, the yeah. end, like, makes you cry. The um, end does make you cry. I did cry. Which I And any time they play the cranberries or any, I'm like, <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. When you write comedy, and I think this is very true of comedy and slightly less true of drama, um, and I'm just thinking Dairy Girls, you know, so much of the comedy comes from, at least from our perspective, or mine at least, 
comes from literally their accents saying certain words or certain mm. combinations of words. And would you ever write um, a comedy that takes place with accents so you can play with that type of comedy? Um, I think that would be super fun to do. I did do, so as we mentioned Doorman earlier, the original version of Doorman had some British characters, which I sort of... Really? Well, who are the British characters? Um, Jamie and Henry were British. Um, they were... Oh, yeah, that was you. Got it. I I I had forgotten about that plot line. Um, since it wasn't mine, um... (laughs) You were, you were both fabulous in Doorman. Um, but... Yeah, uh, Jamie and Henry were originally British, which was and and um, relatively close. Oh yeah, another British close. character, another British, another comedy. play that I've seen by. Yes, yeah, so another play that Amelia was <laughs> starred in. Starred. Um, but yeah, I've done some some British accent there's humor. There's some there's a, some accent yeah. humor in there. I feel like it's almost more like British slang humor. Like I like yeah. I throw in some hobnocker. Like I throw in some yeah. like uh, sure. I I think I had an ass clown or something. You know, sure. you, you get to just play with more weird words. Yeah, but I think it's an interesting comment you make about Dairy Girls because I, I mean, if I remember correctly, the woman who created it um, is from. Dairy and that Ireland. Makes sense. So, so, so when she's writing it, she's probably not writing it to be accent humor. Yeah, she's not writing it to be accent humor, which makes me think like, can you write American accent humor? Absolutely. Mm. You know, I, I think feel for sure we're all cowboys. So yeah, but like, could you? The way we're t- yeah, I mean, like, I mean, in a lot of ways, like um, like uh, California accents. There's definitely like the SNL sketch. Mm-hmm. The Californians. The Californians. I mean, uh, it, it we're the Millers, I would say. Catherine Hahn and Nick Offerman's, a lot of their bit comes from them being yeah. Western. I, I, I guess I'm thinking, like, can you write, uh, yeah, I don't know. Can you write accent humor? I mean, you just have, like, this lovely Connecticut, New Jersey, not even, it's not <laughs> really accent. Jersey. Uh, how can, can you make fun of that Harry. for me? Harry. Harry. What was there's some word you said in your script where I was like, well, that's not how I would say that word. Really? There was a word in there. Well, because you say like animal and piano, Animals. and I, I would say animal and piano, like yes. a like a freak. Um, anyway, enough about accents. Back to your <laughs> back to your writing. Um, <laughs> Harry. Yeah. Anyway, this yes. is accent tutorials with... Yes. How to sound like you were born in Connecticut, raised in New Jersey. Emma, do you um, ever... Just um, like British A's. Do you ever act in your own productions or writings? Do you? Um, have I? Or would um, you also? I... So I don't really consider myself an actor, but I'm, like, low-key interested in maybe performing sometimes. Ooh. Um, well, Amelia's you just, like, I have ideas. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, well, actually, not to self promote but emma and i do yes, have we a web do. series i was going to say we that emma is series. acting in so we it's are... called the adventures of ethel and bobby um yes. lauren is also in it emma plays bobby i play ethel a <laughs> time traveling b-list movie star uh lauren is about to premiere as um what is her name <laughs> maria, maria baby hands parmigiano Ma- i think it's parmigiano Yes, yes, Maria Baby Hands, Parmigiano, Mob <laughs> Boss from the 40s. Mob Boss from the 40s. I think we're going to become lovers in the script. Oh, oh I'm really. thrilled. Um, uh, yeah. And not in real life, obviously. Um, Never. That would be gross. Yeah. 
We're um, two girls, though. That's impossible. <laughs> yeah, that would be crazy. <laughs> um, so in that way, so you are interested in acting, and you know, it's funny. What about dancing? Dancing? <laughs> I'm just <laughs> curious. You've sang for us, you're interested in acting, let's hit this all of This is an audition. That. Triple threat. Um, I... I think I'm too ungraceful to be a dancer. I have, I did Irish dance at a very young age, but um, I think that's about it. Um, there's a home video of me at age like three doing ballet and just falling like every five seconds. <laughs> so so going back to the very smart point I was gonna make earlier before we asked you about dancing. Um, <laughs> before I was so rudely interrupted by one Lauren Suzanne Montes. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I was kind of getting this vibe from just the opening part that you read, like, that almost could be a little Fleabag-esque, and, like, the turn to the camera, turn away from the camera. I don't oh. know. I sort of got that vibe. And direct sort of, like, address. A little direct address, because she was like, it was, I felt very Fleabag, and I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Like, this isn't one of those movies, don't worry. Like, the very, like, aware of the audience, I thought. I thought oh, that sure. was interesting. Mm-hmm. Was that a question, or...? I don't know. Do you do you um, do you envision know. that being? Do you envision that, or, or is there? A, do you a disagree? And I, I I wonder. I don't know. No, yeah, I think intrigued. I'm super into like breaking the fourth wall. Um, I wrote a whole like meta play, <laughs> but I yeah, I think it's it's super fun. Um, I was envisioning kind of for this script, sort of just like a voiceover motif which oh, sure. I had another awesome. draft that was like longer but also I thought worse that was kind of just too much voiceover <laughs> like but I um, thought it was bad yeah because I, th- I feel like people are often like don't do voiceover but I'm also like okay but what if I did <laughs> but, also, <laughs> but how about I do though um, they just mean don't do it bad that's sure, what everyone yeah. means when they tell you or don't do it poorly yeah um um yeah, I've, I've, I've written a lot of things that break the fourth wall in one way or another, um, and I just think it's super fun. Um, yeah, so t- tell us again, you mentioned this a bit earlier, but I'm really interested in, like, let's say you have to write something, maybe for class, maybe there's some sort of deadline. Like, what is your writing process? Do you have, like, a research phase? Do you just stand and write it? Do you, like, think about it? Do you journal? Like, what is your writing process step-by-step hmm. for a piece? So... Hmm. I would first freak out a little bit. Um, you like have a mental breakdown. Number one. <laughs> number one. Um, <laughs> Panic. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I would kind of look through, I guess, just like my phone notes for again weird like words and phrases that I'd written down. Maybe something mm-hmm. that I'd written a long time ago that I could revamp, which is a classic move of mine. Um, <laughs> um and then from there, I do procrastinate a lot, which might be a good thing. I might work well under pressure, but that could also be an excuse. Um, but yeah, I would usually it would end up being like late at night, um, and I what I hmm, I would say <laughs> I kind of spend. <laughs> I'm like, what do I even do? Um, I would kind of spend a while ruminating. Um, I do tend to like if it's if it's calls for it, I would kind of heavily research. Sure. Um, and then. I would kind of, I guess I would usually kind of write things, like, in one shot, although I feel like as they get better, I would kind of go a couple pages at a time, like, in future drafts. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Some de- sometimes deadlines are, are a, go- a godsend. Yeah. In disguise. For sure. Um, you know, there's nothing like a good, de- it's very hard to keep your, do you, uh, have you ever been able to keep yourself to a deadline? 
Like, kind of no. <laughs> like, I, like, I'll always kind of find something that's my deadline. Yeah. Um, well, like, what? Like, do you make up a deadline for yourself? Um, I, I guess I haven't. Now that, I guess I wrote Doorman without a deadline. Um, but that's, like, one of the only instances of, like, I mean, it's. Re- I mean, it is very hard. I mean, I think I've only probably done it I think once, I've done it maybe, maybe twice. Yeah, because I like I to really s- hold yourself to a debt. And also, yeah. like, I mean, we're all artists, and uh, you write. You have a lot of writing classes. Like, there's normally more important scripts to be writing because you actually those <laughs> have deadlines. Yeah. Because um, I kind of I started like writing scripts through doing like playwriting contests. So I guess like I've always kind of had a deadline. So I guess whether it's like, oh, I'll submit it to this contest or application or whatever, or if it's like for a class. How young were you when you wrote your like first play? Um, I was like, hmm, like pretty young. I can't say I like wrote anything substantial or good then, but like, um, I definitely have, I would like write (laughs) like, scripts like about like my american girl dolls as like a very young child oh, oh um, my god that's scripts. really cute yeah um and then uh i guess i think the first playwriting i started entering playwriting contests like for children i think in like fourth or fifth grade oh my um, gosh that's yeah. incredible thank you <laughs> um, i just i'm amazed because i switch around what my passion is so like, it always has a general through line, which is, like, art and performative arts, but I constantly change what I think I want to do. I think do in the time I've known you. Oh, I've switched, it's like, been, what I think you, I want to be, like, You'll be like, six, I think I'm going to do this. And I'm just so impressed. Often. Like, that's such a... Pa- you're so impassioned. Thank you. That's wonderful. I mean, I would say you're equally impassioned. You're a multi-hyphenate. If you yeah, I'm a multi-hyphenate um, queen. Thank you very much. <laughs> um... um but yeah, it kind of just, it was, um, like, creds to my mom for, like, getting me into, we like, submitting to playwriting contests. She was like, oh, I see where this is going, <laughs> we're gonna just get ahead of the curve. Yeah. She, she really was, though, because, like, she was like, you love acting, you write short stories, like, submit to a playwriting contest, and for a couple of years I was like, mom, I'm a novelist. Um, <laughs> but, like, every, like, short story I wrote would be a play, like, it would just be, like, dialogue, people would be like, you have to put in speaker tags, and I'd be like, no. Oh my um, gosh. And then I would you like, ever consider going back and writing a short story? I, I could try. I don't know if it you would should. still come out as a play, but I... No, I think <laughs> you probably have the mental capability to not have that happen. Yeah, I think I, I could try. Why not? I'd um, be down for you to write me a play. That's really interesting. Or a short story. I, I would love both. Um, have you ever thought of poetry? Um, I've written a couple poems... Okay. I've written just some, like, nothing, like, too crazy, just some, like, haikus and sonnets and whatever. Um, You're, like, nothing insane, but it was, uh... (laughs) I attempted. Um. (laughs) But it was a sonnet. Um, (laughs) But it's so interesting because I, um, learning more about Samuel Beckett, um, who I would say you're not similar in writing to really at all. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Learning more Um, about this other person who also wrote. But I will say we were talking a lot about... Um, how he really was a master of all writing genres. He wrote short stories, he wrote novels, he wrote poems, he wrote plays, he wrote radio plays, and he wrote, he made a movie. And I'm, I'm so intrigued because you, you pretty exclude, I mean, you, as your bio says, write for the screen and stage. Um, um, I feel like listeners are going to think I was like, I'm British or something, because they say every <laughs> other sentence as if I'm doing some weird British accent, but I'm not. Just um, your voice. Just my voice. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in, 
I, I would love to maybe read a piece you do that, that isn't under the stage or screen script. Yeah, yeah, it's like, category. Su- it's like super like interesting that you like brought that up because I feel like I haven't done anything that wasn't for the stage or screen at least since like high school. So, yeah, well, maybe, maybe I'll get back into it. Now's the time. Maybe we can I... swap. You can write a short story <laughs> and I'll write a, a screenplay with levity. Um, Incredible. I can't wait. And I'll watch. <laughs> and Lauren will be there. Lauren will play baby hands in whatever it is. Yep. I mean... So I, I do have a question. Um, surprise. What, what do you do? Do you ever get writer's block? What happens if you get writer's block? And let's say, okay, yeah, we all know if you get writer's block, you're just like, okay, well, I'm not going to write anymore. What happens if you get writer's block and you, like, have to have the script done? Hmm. Good question. How do you get out of that? This is, like, a big one for me since... Do you get writer's block a lot? I kind of do. It's almost more like I... Like, once I have... A really solid idea. I can usually like take it from there, but it's really hard for me oh, to come up with getting ideas. With the, getting the idea. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm um, sure it is. So yeah, it's a lot of just like knowing in advance that I'm gonna need an idea yeah. and like letting it sit in my like subconscious. Yeah, totally. I, um, there's a quote by some short story writer that like um, she wrote a short story called The Red Dress, and I don't know what her name is unfortunately, but she sort of says like 90% of writing a piece is thinking about it, and 10% is writing it down and I really identify with that because I feel like I spend about mm, god knows how long just being like hmm what could that be hmm what could that be and then by the time I'm actually like let's pour it onto the page yeah it's very quick so is that is that sort of what you what your brain does a little bit yeah um yeah I've it's super hard for me when I do get writer's block because I'll be like mm-hmm. concerned even though I know that like in the next days or weeks an, an idea mayhaps will pop into my head yeah. <laughs> um but perhaps um if I if I wish upon a star um mm-hmm. but um it's like in the moment it can be really scary um like I I can sort of it, it's hard when you're kind of like in the flow of like I'm gonna do this right now but it's not coming out um, yeah and so where do you normally like look for inspiration or or find it. Yeah, like, where do you turn to? Um, if you need an idea. Quick. Step. A lot of the times it'll be from, like, whatever I'm watching. Mm, um, yeah. Like, sometimes if I'm writing something, like, if I'm writing something, like, comedic, I'll be like, oh, this is, like, exactly, like, a joke that they would, like, make on that show, even though it's totally not, but just, like, because that's in my brain, <laughs> like, sure. I feel like it is. Um, yeah. Or, like, just kind of, like... I don't know, just, like, letting it ruminate, kind of watching, like, similar things. Like, when totally. I... Totally. For class, when I had to write, like, a Stranger Things spec, I spent, like, hours just, like, going, like, backward and forward, like, watching Stranger Things. Like, my roommate was probably like, oh, what are you doing? But I was like, I will crack it. Um, so, I guess, just, yeah, just kind of sitting with it for a long time and, again, like, going through my, like, things I've written down, seeing if I can combine anything. Mm, like yeah. That. You know, that's so interesting. You combine ideas together. Um, if I can, yeah. Um, like, sometimes I find an idea that's, like, ancient, and I'm like, alright, that doesn't quite hold up, but if I, like, throw this other thing in, it might... Add a couple other spices in there. That's really yeah. yeah. That's really incredible, because I feel like that definitely hints at the fact that you have a very, like... It's actually, like, I'm very impressed, like, your style... We said this earlier, but I'm just thinking about it again. Like, your style really hasn't 
changed even from high school because I mean as you mentioned the play the Perks of a Doorman building you originally wrote in high school and we you re sort of rewrote it re refurbished it and we did it last year um at the Brooklyn Play Festival and I would say like that play is pretty consistent within your your oeuvre as Lauren would say <laughs> yeah. uh, and your style and your your general themes so it's I mean it's impressive I mean I feel like there are you know you really have a strong voice. You have a very strong voice, and yeah. it hasn't changed from your adolescence, which I'm almost impressed by. Thank you so much. I'm going to cry. Okay, don't cry. That's so embarrassing. No, I'm just this kidding. is a podcast, Emma. No this is a podcast. I can't see you cry. Aw, I'm honored. Yeah. You should well, be. Um, Emma, are you working on anything? In the, yeah, in what's the your future? next big project? Is the alto parted, or do you have anything else happening that you're excited about? Um... I, um, I'm writing, my, my next big class project is a pilot, which will be fun. Um, doing a little sitcom, and then, uh, I'm kind of still working on Rocket Play, which we did a little reading of. Sure, yes, yes, Um, yes. Big fan. Can you remind, uh, the, the listeners who haven't seen your acclaimed piece, The Rocket Play, (laughs) what that is about? Yes, of course. Um, so I wrote this play. Um, <laughs> we did start. I, think I did get there. I do write plays. Um, so I wrote if that isn't clear, <laughs> um, so I wrote this play called Rocket Play, um, and it's about three astronauts who are like strapped in, waiting for liftoff, um, and they're kind of like rookies. They're kind of not great astronauts, and it's their first mission to the moon. And they sort of, in their anxiety, like develop a theory that they're not actually going to the moon. Um, so that's Rocket Play, um, so... So that's, yeah, something you're still working on. Yeah. That's really exciting. Thank you. Great, well, thank you so much. This has been really fun talking to you. I love you dearly. And I mean, of course we talk all the time, because we are, in fact, roommates. But it's been fun talking (laughs) to you with a microphone in front of us. Um, truly is Lauren Lauren here. Also Lauren is here. She's here a lot, though. You'll have to give us that. Our honorary household member, um, (laughs) Lauren. Honorary household. Um, pal. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Thank you so much, Emma. It's truly been an honor. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It was so fun. But we'll see you later. Bye. Have a good tomorrow. Writer's Block Party was created by Invisible Disco Production. It's produced by Amelia Annan, Danis Wolat, Lauren Montez, and Thea Thronson. And is edited by Noah Friend. If you enjoyed this, check us out at IDP Presents WBP on Twitter and at Invisible Disco Productions on Instagram and Patreon. Thanks and have a great week!